welcome back to your favorite pick-me-up with Callie Zingas. I am really happy to be starting my first official full episode of your favorite pick-me-up. This is my baby and I am actually back home. So normally I will be recording it in this house. I'm in my parents' house right now, actually in their bathroom because I have a huge family well, not huge, like I have an older brother and two younger sisters and my grandma is also here with us So, and my parents, so that makes seven people in this house currently and so there isn't a lot of peace and quiet where I can record so I'm kind of hiding in my parents' bathroom to record this right now but nevertheless, it's going to be a really fun episode I'm going to talk a little bit firstly about the holiday spirit and I was thinking about how when I was a kid it was like really emphasized in school and I didn't really have to try to get into the holiday spirit and it was kind of just like ingrained in me because I was so excited. We saw the Santa Claus parade on Thanksgiving and that like kind of kicked off the whole season of Christmas and my family celebrates Christmas. But this year, for the first time, I actually um, have a Jewish roommate, and we celebrated Hanukkah at a Hanukkah party. That's definitely a story for another time, but it was really interesting, and I learned a lot about their culture and what they do to celebrate. But anyways, I normally was getting excited because we celebrate Christmas for you know the whole holiday season from Thanksgiving on, and we just like made a bunch of crafts in school and all that. But nowadays, I feel like you have to like take it upon yourself to get excited about Christmas and you have to do all these things to make yourself feel prepared for the 25th because when Christmas comes and New Year's comes afterwards, it's a little bit depressing. And if you didn't already get in the holiday mode, you're not getting in it obviously after Christmas. So you really have to just like gear yourself up because this is the only time of year you can like listen to Christmas music and, you know, just feel that holiday joy that everyone has. Like when you're checking out and they're like, happy holidays and you're getting your Christmas gifts and like you're, you know, running around with all your family members and catching up with everyone. And it is just like a really special time of year. But if you don't, you know, make yourself get into it. I feel like it can be a little sad when it it just kind of sneaks up on you and you didn't really get to fully embrace the season and everything that comes along with it. So I've been consciously trying to make an effort, you know, listening to a lot of Christmas music. I love um, Ariana Grande's Last Christmas and Santa Tell Me. I don't know why. I do love classics too. I love Happy Holidays. Um, I forget who that's by, but I've been listening to a lot of Ariana Grande because I feel like she just like cute little Christmas songs. I don't know why I don't really even like her normal music as much, but her Christmas songs have been hitting for me this week. So I'm listening, listening to a lot of that to get into the Christmas spirit. And then also my good thing from this week, which I guess I should get into my rose and thorn. So my rose is that I've been spending time with my family baking and I am normally very adamant about baking just in general because I love baking and I love making treats for everyone. 
I am obsessed with Erin Lives Whole, who's a food blogger that I follow on Instagram. And she's just like the cutest human ever and posts all these like kind of healthier recipes that I really enjoy making because a lot of times she uses like honey and almond flour, which like you don't have to use at all. But I find like I really am obsessed with honey. And so I like really like all of her recipes, not even for the healthy, just like because they use honey. But anyways, we I made her oatmeal cookies for my dad because he's obsessed with like these oatmeal chocolate chip cookies that I make him from her website. And then we also made her sugar cookies yesterday. We're going to decorate those with my cousins today. It's just like really a vibe to just be in the kitchen, like listening to Christmas music and baking and just feeling like, I don't know, like sometimes when I am in Providence and I'm away from my family, I can just feel like there's a wholesome, like happy, like nostalgic, nostalgic part of myself that's kind of missing. And when I've come back here, as I like reflect on this, it's definitely a part of me that I've been trying to embrace and like just enjoy being with my family and how I am with them. Even though sometimes when you come home for the holidays, it's like really stressful because a lot of times the tendency is to slip into, I mean, the bad side of that personality trait of being home is just like you slip into your old bad habits that you used to have and you feel more childlike than you do when you're out on your own and independent. So I've been trying to lean away from that and just like lean into doing really wholesome things and not stressing myself out with all of these social plans with everyone when I'm home and not just going crazy, crazy, crazy because that's how my life normally is. And I feel like holidays are either a opportunity for you to slow down or for you to speed up and have all these social plans and I have been consciously trying to slow down and that's kind of part of you know embracing my wholesome self I guess these um past few days so that's been really nice I've been just chilling out and my thorn though is that I got really sick from the booster and I don't know. It just took me out for like a day and a half. Like I got it at 12.15 on Monday of this week. So the 20th. And then I was fine that whole day. We saw a few Greek people at an event that night. My family is Greek. And so I wanted to reconnect. As I'm saying, I haven't had social plans. Only on Monday I did. So I saw a few of my friends at that Greek event. And then I came home. My brother and I both went together and at 10 p.m i just started getting the worst chills ever and then i was just like cold and hot all night you guys know how it goes and so in the morning i was like i barely slept so i took two nyquils and three advils and then slept until 1 p.m the next day and i literally almost missed my haircut appointment because it was at 1 30 p.m so that was just a lot and I haven't been sick like that in a while because normally I'll just get like under the weather colds, but I'm not really used to getting like a high fever and like I was just really like stressed out all night, sweating, you know, that it's just like not a good feeling. So I'm happy. I'm so happy to get the booster because it's definitely really important. But yeah, that was really unexpected because from the first two COVID shots, I did not get sick at all. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be fine. Yeah, I was not, I was not fine. But anyways, 
yeah, so that's basically what's been going on this week. And then for Christmas, tomorrow is Christmas Eve, and we're going to do some more baking, of course. Um, we're going to make some baklava with my bapu, which is my grandpa on my dad's side. And then we are going to a fancy restaurant, which is our Christmas Eve tradition. Um, I hope we can play some board games. That's kind of random, but I feel like that's in keeping with my wholesome vibes. But I really want to play Scrabble because that's my favorite. Anyways, we're doing that tomorrow and then maybe play some board games or cards after our fancy dinner. And then on Christmas morning, I think we're going to have brunch and do our whole presents thing. And then in the night, we have a family party with my aunt hosting. And then we have a huge extended family and they're all going to be there, which I'm really excited about. We're not going to invite too, too many people like outside of our extended family. So it's not going to be as big as it normally is because of COVID and stuff. So we're trying to keep it small and we haven't really been seeing people as much this week because we want to be careful. And then tomorrow we're also going to church. So those are my plans. And then we're traveling the day after Christmas to Florida, which I'm also really happy about because even though it hasn't been that cold, I just, a family vacation, sometimes it's really crazy and stressful because my family is just kind of a lot, but it is just a feeling that I never get is when I'm on family vacation just because I'm so used to like, I don't know, my own routines and then on family vacation, it's just a whole family affair and not like we're fighting, but there's a lot of bickering and laughing and, you know, I just feel like we could be a family that you make a movie about because our personalities are all super strong and we are all very opinionated. So there's definitely some drama that ensues on those family vacations, which I'm, I'm a little excited for, I'm not going to lie, but yeah, I'm also just excited to lay out and um, relax for a few minutes because not minutes, like a few days, I guess, because I have been working really hard in school this semester and it is my second to last semester of school for a while because I am about to finish my master's in the spring at Brown. That's why I live in Providence and yeah, I have one semester left. I'm starting at the end of January, so I do have a pretty substantial break from school, which is nice, but I have been really killing myself this semester. It has been one of my hardest semesters of school ever because there's just been a lot of independence I've had to kind of carry this semester with my thesis project, which is like an original paper you have to publish as part of my master's program. And it has been, you know, really weighing on me because I had to learn a whole new coding language, which I already knew two other data coding languages. So I don't learn a whole new language a semester. And I felt like at Brown, normally they're really good at giving you support, but I haven't really felt as much help and support, which is like, I need to learn to be on my own and that's great. But sometimes when I'm like two hours deep in YouTube tutorials of like how to code, it's just a little frustrating. And it has, there's been a lot of roadblocks in the coding because I don't know, I don't even want to get into it, but there has been a lot of roadblocks and there's been a lot of free thinking that I have had to do in problem solving. 
and I really had to advocate for myself. I also had to recruit this semester for a job that I just got that I'm starting in Boston in the summer, which I'm really excited about. And I'll probably uh, talk about more in a different episode, but that was just like a whole thing and I was super busy and it's just been, I think my body's just catching up from all that craziness and yeah, so I'm really thankful for time to relax and I think that that is in keeping with today's episode because I'm going to be talking about my 10 best ways I have to chill out and to relax because I can get stressed as a person and I think everyone gets stressed, but if you don't have any tools to kind of cope with it, your cortisol levels and your overall stress is just going to continue longer than it needs to because I mean, uh, a little bit of stress is always healthy, but I do get that kind of overwhelming stress and I did experience it experience that this semester where I'm just thinking of the worst case scenario. I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to drop out of school. I'm not going to finish my master's. Like I can't figure this coding out. Like I just sometimes jump to worse conclusions and I can get in this mindset that's super negative. And so I definitely want to help myself and others have ways that you can just use to relax whether it's stress from like you know family stress is also something that I've dealt with stress from school stress from work there's just going to be everything every kind of stress in the book we're going to talk about and how I think is best to combat that and have a toolbox of things you can do to kind of mitigate your stress Um, But before we get into that, I'm going to talk about some good news from the week. I actually found out that uh, last week, a woman from Santa Monica, she went for a late night skinny dip. I was reading this article today and I was like shocked about this. But yeah, a woman from Santa Monica, she goes for a late night swim and she is in the nude and she apparently lost control of her footing and went out too far in the ocean I think she was with friends, but they like couldn't find her or something. And then the next morning, like early the next morning, someone who just moved to Santa Monica was going sailing with a couple of his friends and he saw some dolphins. So he sailed towards the dolphins and he was so excited because, you know, dolphins are really fun to see. And then when he gets closer, he saw a hand just so morbid and scary and so he sees the hand and he's like oh my gosh like who is that like is 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 the person okay so i guess they threw a lifeline to see if um the woman was alive and eventually they got her to hold on to the to the lifeline and they brought her in but she was like in a really bad condition like barely floating because it had been hours and hours and he thought that when he was interviewed about the situation, he did. He was able to keep her alive. They brought her back and they took her to the hospital, which thank God. But he said he thinks that the dolphins were actually keeping her alive because there was a whole pack of dolphins um, surrounding her and she was leaning on one of them. So I thought that was also really interesting. I Dolphins are my favorite animal. I don't know if anyone... Yeah, definitely no one knows that, but dolphins, I just feel like are my spirit animal because they're so cute and helpful 
and positive and I even though I might not always be those things I feel like they're they're what I aspire to be my spirit animal so they're, they're like they're like my goal spirit animal I don't know if that even makes sense um but yeah that was just like an encouraging story and I do love animals so much I love dolphins and I think you know just hearing people help each other and obviously that woman was put in such a bad situation but that man you know he took his worries put them aside and just helped her and brought her back to life so that's that's a really amazing thing and i wanted to highlight that as my good news for this week and now i want to talk about my creatives of the week so this is also going to be something i talk about each week I am going to talk about two people this week because I just could not choose between two the two women that I have as my creatives of the week. I do consume content on social media uh, very consciously, or I try to. So there are certain people that I really, really love and people that I don't feel like serve me, I try to unfollow. Obviously, no one's perfect at this, but... I also just want to talk about any creative um, each week, any person who's like doing something I really admire. It also couldn't be, it doesn't have to be directly like they're an artist or whatever, like creative. I'm going to use a broad term for creative, but since I'm doing something a lot more um, in this sphere of like creativity with the podcast than I have been previously in my master's program just because in academia you know you have to cite everything and it's not as free thinking as I need in my life and I want to highlight other people that are using their you know their free thinking abilities and who I think are really just great and doing great things so my first creative of the week is Adele I have been inspired by her just coming out with her new image and how she really owns who she is. So she's been spoken out about how she lost a bunch of weight and now everyone is acknowledging her beauty and kind of just saying, oh my gosh, she looks amazing. Like, wow, she's so great. Like she came out with this new album and she was kind of just like, I was amazing at any weight. And like you... I, I've won countless Grammys and all you can talk about is my like weight loss transformation and everyone's talking about it and just kind of brought to mind like the broader question of why do people's weight matter so much in our society like if you really think about it's just a number on a scale like obviously health is really important it's something I'm passionate about like I'm literally studying public health but at some point it is just a number and why are you so bothered by someone else being overweight like why you know what i mean like really think about it i was just like thinking about this myself because you know you are socialized to believe certain things and i think subconsciously it's so easy to just think oh like being bigger is worse because that's what we're taught as women and you really just have to challenge those beliefs that are subconscious and kind of ingrained in you and presented to you by the media and everything. And I've been trying to do that because, you know, it's important to just realize that people are so much more than what they look like and their weight and putting 
such value on that. It just gives you like more of a superficial view of life and you don't see life from the lens that you should be seeing life or highlight people in the ways they should be highlighted because of their appearance. And I don't really think that's okay. And so I'm really happy that she has been speaking out about that. And I do love her new album, 30. My favorite song is To Be Loved because it's, it's such an emotional song. And I just feel like it came from her heart and I love it. I also, my other favorites are I Drink Wine and Come and Get It. And what else? Oh, I really like Easy On Me as well. But yeah, I just feel like her, the with the soul with which she writes is kind of insane. And she definitely expresses herself from the heart. I love all of her songs and I think she's really talented. So that's what I want to talk about for One Creative. And then my second creative of the week is Gretchen Garrity. She is a YouTuber. I feel a little connected to her because she actually went to Boston University and I'm moving to Boston soon. She's one year older than me, um, but her boyfriend is in the NHL, I think. So she had to move to Lehigh, Pennsylvania, which is an hour outside Philly. And she has been kind of going through her journey on YouTube of being um, super independent. And I do love her podcast. It's called Happy Hour, as well as her YouTube videos. I've been loving her vlogmas. She is just such a positive person. Like, she is who I aspire to be. I do have a gift of being positive, but I feel like she uses her gift the way I want to use it. And I want to be an inspiration inspiration just like she is and I think she genuinely cares about people and that comes across in all of her social media she's very compassionate and you can tell she's just so cute and loving and I am very inspired by her content her vlogmas has been so cute of her and her dog just chilling in Pennsylvania and there's not that much going on but for some reason I just feel really calmed by like her going to get Starbucks with her dog and I don't know if you relate to watching videos like that but I don't know she's just someone she's been through a lot in her life and she remains very very positive and optimistic which is a viewpoint that not a lot of people have and so yeah just shout out listen to her podcast watch her vlogs um and let me know what you guys think about that okay so now I want to get into the meat of the episode. Uh, I want to start, as I was kind of explaining in my trailer, but I want to start with a few stories or some one story about my experiences with the topic. So my experiences with relaxing and stress, there's countless stories where I've been stressed. I mean, I went to University of Michigan and I was pre-med and I was very stressed out just because it's so easy to feel like you are not smart enough there because there are these weeder classes and they're meant to, you know, only have the smartest survive. And that's just like a weird mentality to have. Like, I feel like we should all be supporting each other and like going through this. And it was just like a little bit cutthroat. So that was a really stressful time for me. But yeah, there's been other stressful times in my life. And I just wanted to talk about 
uh, one story where I was really stressed out and acting kind of crazy, which is like funny to me now, but I think about it in the time that I was like honestly really struggling. But I definitely needed these 10 best ways to chill out. Um, yeah, so basically the story is that when I think this was two years ago. Yeah, okay. So my senior year of college in 2019, I was studying for the MCAT, which is the entrance exam for medical school. Both my parents are doctors, so I had been kind of led down the path of being a doctor as well. And as I mentioned, I was pre-med in college. And I had been doing this MCAT class the entire semester that was um, nine hours a week. And so I was just putting a lot of pressure on myself outside of my pre-med classes to do well on this exam. And my brain isn't the best at remembering things. Like I'm just not, I'm just, I don't have a great memory and it's like something I wish I did, but I do try to ingrain things in my brain and remember them. And this whole semester, I had just been ingraining the same things in my brain and they had just been falling out of my brain. And I was like, literally what's wrong with me? And so when it came peak test time, normally people study for these things like three or four months um, to six months in advance. So I had been studying for a good amount of time and it was about Christmas time and we went to Florida. I, when we were in Florida the whole time, I was going to the library every day instead of like doing vacation because my MCAT exam was in a couple weeks after we went to Florida and I was just like not ready to take it so i was just studying every day and i was really stressed out i mean i didn't believe in myself at all my older brother is a genius he's very smart naturally and he had done really well on the test and that was i think weighing on me a little bit intimidating even though you know everyone in my family is very encouraging it's hard you know when you feel like he killed it like you have to kill it too you're you're the sister you're the next one I was feeling all of those things. And so one day after I had went to the Tampa library the entire day when my family was laying out, I came home and I was just like freaking out. Like I couldn't get my heart to slow down. And then we were going to dinner and my dad was like, okay, our dinner is an hour and a half away. And I was like, I can't come to the dinner if it's an hour and a half away. Like, I'm just really tired. I've been studying all day. Like, can I just stay here? I'll order, like, takeout or something. I'll just get pizza. Like, I'm chilling. Like, I wasn't I wasn't even, like, mad. I was just like, I don't really think I can come to this dinner. And my dad was like, no, you have to come to the dinner. I was like, please, like, I just want to sleep. Like, I'm, I'm really tired. Like, can I please not come to the dinner? And he was like, no, you have to come. And so I was like, fine. And so I get ready for the dinner. And then I get in the car. And... We're driving to the dinner and we're probably like a couple miles away from the hotel. And I'm like, dad, I need to get out of the car. Cause I was literally having like almost a panic attack. I was like, I'm getting out of the car. So I got out of the car, like at a stoplight. And I was like, just like, I'm going to Uber back to the hotel. Like I'm not going to this dinner. And so I get out of the car and it was like the most dramatic. I'm going to sound so dramatic. I didn't even know what to tell the story because it's like embarrassing. But it's, it's kind of serious. Like, I was so stressed out like that I had to act like that. Like, it's embarrassing that I acted like that. But it's also, like, I didn't have, like, coping mechanisms for the stress that I was experiencing. Like, that's not really okay. Like, 
I could have done such a better job of handling myself and I am embarrassed of how I acted because my mom had to then get out of the car and help me and it was a little bit immature what I did, but I just wasn't in a place to handle that stress and I lacked self-confidence. And I just want to remind everyone that it's normal to have these moments where you just like feel like you're out of control. And that's what I felt in that moment. And now we all laugh about it because we're like, yeah, remember when Callie got out of the car in the dramatic way and just was like, bye guys, like see you later. Like literally why did she do that? But I think back and I'm like, what is like, what was I doing? Why was I so, so, so stressed out by this? And now I think I just have more perspective because now I know that the MCAT exam didn't I actually went well, number one. Number two, it didn't matter because I'm not going to med school. Number three, I feel like I've just established a lot more coping mechanisms for my stress. You know, 2020 happened, which was just, everyone had to slow down at that point. And I think it did in some ways teach me to be more stressed and to eventually I had to figure out a a way to deal with it because it was not, it was taking over my life. And so this kind of inspired my episode today. Um, the 10 ways of stress can definitely help for work stress, school stress, and family stress, which I think are like probably the three main sources of stress. Um, not family stress, maybe just like relationship stress. I'll say like, it could be like with your significant other, with your family or with your friends, like kind of relationship and then school and then work. And yeah, some of them will apply more to work or in school and some of them will apply more to your relationships, but hopefully they'll all apply in some way. And I'm going to talk about the first couple or the first three ways are just something that you can do quickly because obviously if it's like five minutes for an interview and you're having a panic attack, you can't like go watch two hours of TV to chill yourself out. Like you need to, it's prime time. Like you need to get yourself together. And I also want to be a source of help for those kinds of moments as well. So my first tip is some breath work. I, I didn't know if I should just call this breathing or breath work because I think in yoga they call it breath work. So correct me if I'm wrong on that, but always when I go to yoga, they're always like, we're going to start with some breath work. So I feel like that's, that's like what they do. Anyway, that's what it's called. And so you guys might roll your eyes because like I always do when people are like, let's breathe. I'm like, okay, like that's not going to do anything, but actually recently i've been trying this and it's been working so i've been trying a lot of these techniques this past week because i wanted to do some research for my listeners but i think the best way to do breath work is to do 10 breaths just to start 10 breaths and you want to do breathing in for a few seconds breathing out for a few seconds but you want to do your breathing in and breathing out the same amount of time my sister told me this you breathe in for like four seconds, you go, and then you breathe out for four seconds. I just did it. I don't know why I did that, but yeah, I actually feel kind of better. But you keep on doing that until like your, I say 10 breaths, but I would say just until your mind stills, like you don't feel these like 
pounding thoughts coming into your brain. I feel like eventually you just focus on the breathing so much that that's the only thing you are really connected to. And if you need more help on what to do with this breathing, um, my sister recommended Peloton has a breathwork class that they've added. She said she does it every night before bed and it helps her sleep, which I think is awesome. And I think if you have five minutes before an interview, this is a great thing to do because it can really just like clear your mind and like get out that brain fog a little bit. So that's number one. The second thing is to organize yourself. I think a lot of times you get in this mode where you're like, there's so many thoughts coming in that I was just mentioning and so many tasks that you're thinking about that you have to do. And it's just like, you feel so overwhelmed that you don't do anything because you're just sitting there and you're like, wow, there's just too much to do. I'm not going to even start. Like, I'm not going to get this done. And the way to combat that best, I think, is to organize yourself. You need to do a to-do list, which I use an electronic to-do list on Notion, which is an, uh, it's a computer app that you can download from the internet. It's free. And I downloaded a template from someone on YouTube and it has like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and you just add your tasks. But like however you do it, you can do it in your calendar, your notes, whatever you want to do. And also on paper, just organize what you need to do for the day, what's immediate, what has to get done, and what you want to get done. Because the things that have to get done are the most important and what you should focus on first. And you should be focusing on doing, you know, mundane tasks that maybe you need to get done in the past next few days if you're really stressed like just get the immediate things done and even for me it helps to just do like okay i need to do an essay for example and it's like 50 pages long that's a pretty long one but i've done i think i've done that long but yeah and you want to i normally will break it up in 10 page chunks so i'll say okay 10 pages and then i get to have a break and do something else 10 pages, then I get to have a break. And if I organize myself like that and break it down into bite-sized pieces, I feel like I can actually do it. And the way that I get through these bite-sized pieces is to reward myself with a little break every time I do um, a part of my to-do list or if I spend a certain amount of time. So I think once I do these, I do this intense focus for um, doing a task and I really dive into that one task. I'm not distracted by other tasks because our brains are not wired to multitask. Multitask, And I do that one task. I throw myself into the task and then I take a break and I say, I'm not thinking about school right now. I normally reward myself with sparkling water, coffee, food, TikTok, gum, something that makes me happy that might motivate me and cheer me up literally just taking a walk around the library if you're at work just like stretching or something giving yourself a moment to just think about something else and then going back and doing a different type of work or doing that type of work but you want to do your high priority things first even if that's like the thing you dread doing most if you get it done first you're going to thank yourself in the end and a lot of this stuff is like you're going to thank yourself if you organize it and you get it done, even though when you're starting to do it, it doesn't feel good. And when you're done at the end of the day, you're going to be like, wow, you're the best. I love myself. I'm so happy I'm done with this. And then the second part of this is just 
to um, clean up your space. So if there's clutter anywhere on your desk or where you're doing work or just like in your room, I guess, if you're dealing with a different type of stress, like if your space is cluttered, clean it up. Um, I find that I'm way more productive when things aren't cluttered. Like I'll just literally stare at dust on the ground if I see it. So I need to like clean up before I start sometimes because I'll just get really like OCD, like I'll get really bothered by that. And so I think cleaning up your space is a way of also cleaning up your mind. So when you organize yourself, you are cleaning up your space. And I think I read this tip the other day that's back to the organizing that I also want to mention that is you should only check your emails at specific times of the day. So if you have this privilege, so if you're working and you can respond to emails in the morning, yeah, like maybe when you first get to work, you need to check your email and you respond and you do 20 minutes of emails and then you stop and you don't keep on checking your email every four minutes because it can be a source of stress. And I know this is ways to chill out, but that's just a tip for not even experiencing that stress because you're so organized. Um, and you check your email at lunch for 20 minutes and then you check your email at the end of the day for 20 minutes and that's your email time. And at a random two o'clock, you're not checking your email and responding to that because that's taking you away from your task at hand. And the task at hand is the most important thing. And that's like, could be how you make mistakes at work. And so I think that's like a tip. Let me know if you guys try it out. I've been trying to do it and it's been helping me a lot. I just think like notifications, I like want to go and I like want to know how notifications have like affected our brain because I feel like they just cloud you out and they just like really distract you. And it's good to have your notifications and deal with them right then, but it's not good to just constantly be like, fueled with all of these like inputs of random stuff coming in so yeah that's just another tip and then okay the third thing is to cancel or make the plan so this was inspired by my brother yesterday he was supposed to go to this christmas party and my dad was like uh maybe not like we're trying to be safe for covid like i don't know if you should go to this he was like honestly like we were all at dinner and he's like i don't want to go we're like don't go like he's like i'm really stressed like i need to finish my work before christmas eve and i have one more day of work from home like there's just it's just not worth it like i don't want to go and we're like don't go then he's like well they'll be really upset if i don't go i'm like yeah but you know if they're good friends they'll understand you know it's not life or death it's, it's a social plan and he was like really and my dad it was so funny my dad's like you know what you need to take a page out of callie's book you need to you just think about it's not that deep <laughs> and it's so funny because i find myself saying that a lot and I, I don't like really want that to be my term that's like coined but i was like cool like it's not a big deal like it's it's not life or death if you're gonna be if your mind is gonna be affected the whole night if you're gonna be thinking about how much work you have you're not gonna be fun at the social plan and it's okay, you know, reschedule it and be more intentional with your time next time and really think about if you're committing to things, if you're really going to be able to do that. And I think this is something a lot of people struggle with, including myself. I I think I'm going to try to make a goal for the new year to not like say yes to plans that I 
in the back of my mind, don't think I'm actually going to be able to, um, accomplish like mentally, but anyways, cancel that plan. If it's, if you're stressed about going to the social thing and you just like, don't think you're going to be present when you're there, cancel, like actually cancel. It's not life or death. It's okay. I promise you, if someone's really your friend, they're going to understand and it's going to be okay. Okay. On the, on the flip side of that, if you are an extrovert like me, sometimes for what I need to do to chill out is make a plan. Sometimes I have one of my friends who I know we can just like lay in bed and laugh and, um, just relax together. And I really just love their energy and it's really relaxing for me. And I need to make a plan to be around that person. And that's how I chill out. Like sometimes how I chill out is going to a restaurant in with a few of my friends and just like letting, letting loose, you know, and it depends how is best for you. But I think canceling your plans or making plans based on if you're introverted, if you're, if you're extroverted, whatever way would make you feel the least stressed. Um, that's something that's really important. I just want to remind everyone, like, you know, there's so much, there's so much more to life than like one night of a social plan. And if it's gonna really be detrimental to your mental health, you know, it's not worth it. And I would also encourage everyone, and I'm going to try myself to be understanding, you know, it obviously sucks if someone cancels plans with you, but just try to be understanding because everyone, you know, you don't exactly know what someone's going through. And so just trying to be compassionate is really important. Okay. And so those are the three things that are pretty quick to do. It doesn't take a long time to cancel plans or organize yourself or breathe. I mean, it shouldn't take too, too long. But if you have more time and you are dealing with a little bit of a maybe more family or relationship stress, this is what I would recommend. So my fourth thing is to watch your favorite episodes of TV, your comfort episodes, or like your comfort movie. So hearing about this recently, I've been, I've been just like, I don't know, on TikTok or something, but people have been talking about their favorite episodes of TV and like their favorite episodes of shows that they watch when they need a comfort um, moment. And for me, I thought about my favorite episodes for this podcast and New Girl season two, episode 15, when they do True American and Nick's wearing a trench coat for some reason. That episode just really hits because I think it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the first time that Nick and Jess are, they kiss. And Nick's dating, or Jess is dating that other guy, um, the doctor, I forget his name, but it's just like hits because you know, the tension between them is just like building up and like, it's just so exciting. I love that episode. So I feel like if I'm really stressed and I put that on, it's just like such a feel good vibe. And then another favorite episode of mine is Gossip Girl is also a TV show I love. Um, I know it's problematic in the fact that they are all kind of rich spoiled brats but i still love it and gossip girl where it's thanksgiving this i forget which episode this is but it's thanksgiving you know the it's like the meme where they do the what you say and all the people leave the table because they're like having the dramatic reasons a bunch of people have been doing that in videos but anyways what you say by jason drill is like playing it's like what you say and they're all at the thanksgiving table and they all leave like dramatically the thanksgiving table and it's like so funny and serena's having an affair with trip 
the married guy, the married senator. It's just like so dramatic for no reason, but I love, I like eat it up. Like, I don't know why that's comforting to me, just like watching other people's drama and like watching their love story unfold. I just, I don't know. It's distracting from my own life. That's why I think I like Gossip Girl so much because it's really like an escape from my own life. Like I do not live in New York City as a socialite. And so I just like, you know, transporting myself to a different world that's why i really liked bridgerton too because i feel like they're just that's a different time like they're got dutch and dukes and all that and i'm like i just don't even that's different <laughs> um so it's just nice to be like distracted from your own problems is basically what i'm saying and so yeah figure out your favorite episodes your favorite movies my favorite i think my comfort movie for this would be um 10 thing no how to lose a guy in 10 days with Kate Hudson. Oh my God. I love that movie. Yay. Okay. And then also, um, yeah, definitely watch that if you haven't. It's so funny. And another comfort show for me is a great British baking show, which I'll probably talk about way too much on this podcast. Cause I'm actually obsessed with it, but that is the most feel good show you can ever think of. Like they're cute. It's really cute. British people just baking having a competition but they're so like they're just so wholesome about competing like they all feel bad if one gets out and they're just cute um, anyway so listen to that um those are a few of my recs for comforting um things but obviously that's that's like pretty personal like i think everyone has different comfort shows comfort episodes but if you really think critically about what makes you feel the best and most relaxed i think having those on hand as a part of your toolbox is really important and then the fifth thing is to get outside. This should be pretty pretty low stakes, like no pressure. If it's freezing outside like it is right now, like I don't think I'm going to go for a walk today because it's 18 degrees and that just doesn't sound enjoyable. But if you want to go for a walk in 18 degrees, like more power to you, like bundle up. And I think the best thing would, the, the most ideal thing is going for a walk. But obviously that's not attainable for everyone. Like everyone doesn't live in a great neighborhood and you know, whatever. And so if you can't go for a walk, I would just say like, even if it's literally negative degrees, like just standing outside for a couple minutes and just like breathing and relaxing and trying to like calm your mind, I, that's like really, really good for you. I think being outside is good. Being stuck at a desk all day is very stressful. And if you're dealing with something, you know, just working through it, when you're just feeling fresh air has been, I feel like it's a little bit more calming. And if you can go for a walk, definitely go for a walk. I love walks. I would say to start the walk with no music and just like try to feel the outside air and just relax. And then when you feel like you're okay and you've calmed down a bit, you can put music on. Um, and then, yeah, so this kind of leads into the sixth thing. Um, listen to calming music or music you can scream to. And the sixth thing is really that there's no in between. So you, when you're stressed, either listen to like, you have to have two playlists, okay? This is gonna be important. One where it's just very, very calming music. I have like Khalid, SZA, like Frank Ocean, um, Bryson Tiller, those kind of people on this playlist that I have and it's very calming. If I need even more calming, like if I'm really like, I need to chill out, I'll just put on like instrumental music. Um, 
but a calming playlist that's not going to raise your cortisol at all or if you're stressed out in the way that you just are mad like there's either stress stress where you like actually need to chill out or there's mad stressed that's like another emotion that i feel when i'm stressed that i'm sure other people do too i think a good other playlist is music that you can scream to it's so therapeutic sometimes to just like scream like just scream happier than ever is very therapeutic and it's like emotional therapy so if you're going through something relationship wise and it's really stressful for you and you don't know what's going on just screaming some olivia rodrigo some taylor swift you know whatever floats your boat in that way like some beyonce it's just like very i think it's very cathartic i think you should do it and listening to the right music and having that music on hand can be helpful okay the seventh thing is to call someone and tell them what's going on who will let you just rant to them you want to establish before like when you are setting up these ways for yourself to chill out you want to have someone where you're both mutually like if we call each other sometimes and there's just going to be a moment where i need to rant to you and i don't really want advice from you and i just want to rant and i just want to be heard you know you need to be heard as a person sometimes you just need to let something out and this happens a lot of times my friends will just be like callie like i need to rant i'm like go go off like you're good and then i want to be that person in reverse for that like them to be that person in reverse for me so i think having a mutual relationship relationship with someone where like you're both each other's ranting person and before the conversation starts just be like hey like i don't need advice right now like i just need to rant i just need to talk about it there's nothing you can do about it there's nothing i can do about it i just need to rant i need to like talk about this and establishing that before the conversation starts is so important because if they're trying to give you advice and you're trying to rant like that's not a that's not a good combo you gotta sort that out um for me it's my mom or my boyfriend but i feel bad i just like really sometimes let it out to them and i tell them like rant to me too and so tommy rants to me a lot my mom doesn't rant to me as much but sometimes she does and it's nice because we can have that relationship and have i have those people that i know if something's on my mind they'll just listen and it's just really nice to have those people and i would strive to have you know that kind of relationship with someone because it can be really helpful anyways okay the eighth thing is an unplugged workout unplugged workout so plugging in when you're stressed not a good thing in my opinion watching social media stories when you were too stressed to go out absolutely not i think that really for me at least is really upsetting like i get really just like brain fog i get like upset i get fomo all that if i do that so i think if i'm gonna do a workout um the most relaxing workouts to me where i can like relieve stress are workouts that i'm unplugged and what i mean by that is like for example in a yoga studio where you leave your phone outside and you go in the yoga studio and for an hour you can just not you can ignore your life like i feel like i when i go into my yoga classes i'm like my life is checked at the door like i'm not thinking about my problems i'm just trying to focus on these poses because honestly it's complicated but anyways any workout class where you can just leave your phone at the door you are not focused on any incoming notifications you're not refreshing social media 
you are just focused on the class that you're doing and hopefully it's a class that engages your brain a little bit so you don't have to think about all that work thoughts that you are trying to get away from all that relationship stress, all that stress, you can just leave it before you go into the class and you can just go into the class. And if you can't get to a workout class, do a YouTube class. You know, there's so many on YouTube that I love and I literally turn my phone off. Turn your phone on, don't not serve, turn it off and do your class and focus on what you're doing. Because I think if you're going to the gym and you're doing weights and you're just doing your own workout and like refreshing social media a lot during your breaks, I wouldn't really recommend that. I've done that a lot and just felt like worse after because I can't even focus on doing the weights. Like I'm just taking too many breaks. I'm getting too caught up on my phone. Like I think the best thing is to just have a specific workout that it challenges you a bit and you aren't on social media. So an unplugged workout is what I'm calling it. Try that. See how it goes. Um, the ninth thing is a self-care moment. You had to, you had to be expecting this because, you know, I'm a Taurus. I love self-care so much. Um, I think first for the self-care moment, you should take a long shower or bath. I just think this is really, it makes your brain clearer to take a long shower or bath. Light candles, you know, do a craft or something creative, like literally anything to get your mind off what's going on. I love just um, knitting or doing random drawing, a puzzle, something low stakes that you could just mess up on and just kind of occupy your mind, which I think is good self-care, like paint your nails, something like that. Whatever you you think is best for you, I think works for self-care because self-care isn't always like face masks, you know? Anyways, yeah, self-care moment is really important. I always feel better after a long shower. Tenth is our last one. Um, I actually did the most research on this one and I saved it for last because I have some things to say. Um, our tenth one is to meditate. So I have been kind of avoiding meditation for some reason. I always hear people on podcasts to recommend you gotta meditate like every morning. It really it really helps my day, and I'm like, really? Like, I don't know why I'm so skeptical about it, but like, I've definitely, I've read so much research. I'm in mental health research. Like I've read so much research about how it helps anxiety and depression. Like it's been proven time and time again in intervention studies for people with mental illness that it does help. And I'm just like, why am I so skeptical? Like it definitely works. So, um, taking that into consideration this week, I have done some research on how to best start meditation as a beginner and I got the Calm app and Headspace, which are the two meditation apps that I've heard of most. Um, the Calm app was good, but there's there's nothing really available for if you don't want to pay for it. Same with Headspace. And so I was kind of like, um, I don't know what to do. And there's also so many options on there. Like I didn't, I don't know what meditation I really want to do. Like there's like breathwork, meditation, yoga, like there's just, it was like too much coming at me at once. I was like, I don't know what even to start with. So I was like, I'm going to go on YouTube and I searched up five minute meditation on the YouTube search bar. Then I found one from Goodful that I did. It's called five minute meditation. You can do anywhere. And Goodful actually has 17 meditation videos. And I did a couple of them. I would recommend there's some for sleep, beginners, stress to start your day 
basically anything you want and this is free i found it a little bit easier to navigate than the apps and there was a guy on the meditation you can do anywhere that was just had a, such a calming voice and i really did try to focus on the meditation and i felt better after and i didn't feel like it was like super professional video just because like it's free you know it's on youtube i don't think like um it's anything crazy but I, it was really helpful for me and so i recommend that if you're starting out just like easy five minutes free like just have a relaxing you know i think you always have five minutes in your day that you can spend doing this even if you don't think you can you know you do probably have five minutes so you can just like chill out and like relax and like hopefully you do have that time um that you can take for yourself because it does really kind of set your your vibe for the rest of the day is like more um like i don't know what to how to word this but the opposite of reactive like it makes you less reactive i think is what i've noticed from my meditating that i've been doing this week and so i also did meditating using the peloton app i got the free 30-day trial um just for research because i i've heard there's also good meditations on the peloton app and i did a meditation video actually with my grandma this week and it was a five minute wellness meditation i think five minutes is honestly a good place to start off at because i don't think i can do 10 minutes yet i will probably be able to eventually but i think five minutes is a good place to start and it was a little more difficult this meditation just because they were trying to get you to have some meta awareness about your own thoughts and i thought that was really interesting and it was a little bit more deep so i think on peloton there's definitely little bit more challenging meditations a little bit more interesting there's a wider selection so if you get the peloton app i think it's 12.99 per month i'm not like sponsored i'm <laughs> just like i just like like thought it was good and i heard it and i really like the meditation so i'm gonna use it i guess for the next 30 days and really try to meditate um, most days and just be a little bit less reactive hopefully it helps my stress as well and i think having the skill to just take five minutes and clear your clear your head you know clear your thoughts is really important and it has been proven as i mentioned earlier to help people so i'm gonna keep on trying and i'll probably update in a couple episodes my results on this but i really hope everyone sorry this is kind of long but i hope everyone enjoyed these 10 ways to chill out i would love to hear feedback i'm definitely going to start an instagram for the podcast so you guys can all comment what you thought about this episode and if you have suggestions for me i am going to use these ways to chill out because i was as i was thinking like i definitely have a few of these ways that are nailed down i can always work more to combat my stress in my life and i think being a relaxed person helps you be a more kind person just because you aren't reacting to those stressful emotions you aren't like lashing out at people as much that's something i strive for i strive to be kinder and reacting with less malice towards those that i love and i hope everyone has a really great holiday season i know it can be stressful and can be sad it's a little sad for me this year just because i lost someone i love um and it's going to be our first christmas without her so I, my heart goes out to anyone who's experiencing that and just know that you're loved and working on yourself is always really really good thing so never feel bad about that thank you guys so much i'll see you next week